0: This week in the parish of bourses and market structure, ICE, ACES, FY 2021, NSE 5X profit growth, SIBO up 90% as the mega results for Q4 2021 continue to roll in. My name is Patrick L. Young. Welcome to the Bourse Business Weekly Digest. It's the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast, Episode 131. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very brief reduction of highlights amongst the key headlines from the Week in Market Structure. All the analysis of the many events and happenings can be found in Exchange Invest's daily subscriber newsletter. The unique guide to the Bourse business sent daily to your inbox. More details at exchangeinvest.com. Banks have opened a fixed income front in Europe's data price battle, went the headline in Reuters. I quote, the price of bond market data has risen by over half over the past five years, which could prompt some users to quit the market and damage liquidity, industry body AFME said. So, in other words, ladies and gentlemen, exchange data is bad, say banks, because of those pesky exchanges, but bond data, which grows more in the wild, is worse. Presumably, the Onion would paraphrase this as banks desperately seek more costs to complain about while charging customers egregious fees. The Moscow Exchange, fabulous news there. We have reported in the past, in this podcast, that they had three and a bit million investors on the platform just a couple of years ago that reached a giddy 8.8 million traders last year wait for it by the end of 2021 they had hit 17.4 million investors that's quite a milestone The Tokyo Stock Exchange boss, he's telling Japan they must embrace activist investors. Not quite hug a hoodie, but he's saying that companies should be opening a dialogue with activist investors instead of trying to shut them out. He added, the urgency to decision making that can be added by activist investors could lift the value of Japan Inc. Athens Exchange, they've been doing a couple of interesting little deallets for cooperation, First one up, the Romanian Commodities Exchange, BRM. They're going to be providing post-trading services for transactions on Romanian natural gas. That's a product we announced was being launched just a week or so back. It's another neat incremental expansion by the Greek Exchanges Group, who also announced post-trade cooperation with the Cyprus Stock Exchange this week in relation to CSDR. The Nigerian exchange, they plan a NASDAQ with attractive conditions for tech firms. That is, of course, not to be confused with the Nigerian NASD platform, which itself is not related to the folks with the wondrous seven-storey screen on Times Square, New York. There's only one daily news source for the business of bourses, Exchange Invest, the exchange of information. Exchange Invest publishes the daily digest of everything in the market structure industry around the world in a user-friendly email briefing format from Monday to Friday. With additional pith by former Exchange CEO and long-standing fintech pioneer Patrick L. Young, yes, that's me, Exchange Invest is the unique one-stop shop for the daily news in markets, market operators and related functions. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at US dollars per user, per year or currency equivalent, You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me, patrick at derivativesvision.com. In results this week, when ICE dropped the 15% dividend rise, it was clear the results were going to be good, demonstrating that mature companies don't have to be moribund. This was an example of solid growth pretty much everywhere, albeit a bit of stock-stock option stasis in a bull market had already resulted in a changing of the Wall Street guard. The overall mortgage numbers year on year remind us that when given a few billion grains of data, ice don't just make bread, they deliver the finest caviar on top of the best blini with your choice of excellent champagne or the prime iced vodka of your dreams. Following those results, SIBO, they announced a spectacular fourth quarter profit surge of 90%, also topping Wall Street estimates that was later trumped by the news from the National Stock Exchange of India. Their consolidated net profit rose no less than 545.5%. OK, to be precise, it was 545.46% to $180.5 million. That's going to be great news to all the people looking forward to the long-awaited IPO of the National Stock Exchange of India, which looks finally to be reaching a point where it might actually happen, only a decade or more since it was first discussed. If you're looking for some reading, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, check out Victory or Death, Blockchain, Cryptocurrency and the FinTech World with a foreword by Jeffrey Sprecker, the CEO of the Intercontinental Exchange. This is a book where you can understand how technology is affecting life and markets. 20 years on from the excitement of the original fintech bestseller, Capital Market Revolution. Victory or Death, Blockchain, Cryptocurrency and the Fintech World is an easy read and it's available from DV Books, who are distributed by Ingram Worldwide. Glad to see so much excitement around the IPO vid live stream. Uh, Last week we had the fabulous two diverse tech musketeers, Julia Street and Eliza Philby. This week we enjoyed a great show from First North to Infinity and Beyond talking about the incredible growth of the First North stock market for SMEs in NASDAQ's Nordic franchises. And we were doing that with their head of listings, Arya Retson. Coming up next week, we've got Henrik Hasselkneip. We're going to be talking about XPL and the world of carbon markets. That'll again be with my preferred green expert for all of these carbon market discussions, Steve Zwick, the presenter of the Bionic Planet podcast. Cryptoland this week, Binance hired an NBA star to warn against celebrity ads. At the same time, Binance's CEO warned of a massive SMS phishing attack, which was a scam for various customers, and Binance indeed secured two crucial regulatory approvals from Bahrain and Canada. The crypto platform wormhole was hit by a $320 million hack on its DeFi systems. The high-frequency trading company Jump Trading jumped in to bail out the unfortunate wormhole defi platform crypto exchange ftx of course fresh from that news that they're worth 32 billion dollars at their latest private round they're going to be buying a japanese rival liquid that adds to their asian expansion and the social media platform stock twits is said to be about to add crypto trading crypto exchange FTX is going to be providing the infrastructure for that. Trading and fees will be the same as they are on the main FTX platform. People starting to worry about what happens if a cryptocurrency exchange files for bankruptcy. And indeed, there was also A fascinating move this week by Kraken. They've launched proof of reserves, something that actually a lot of cryptocurrency exchanges used to do back in 2014 following the bankruptcy of Mt. Gox. Kraken leading a revival. Perceptive of them to realize the next phase of crypto likely involves a spot of blood on the streets and thus many worries will emerge about who might be swimming without a fully clothed balance sheet. Product news this week, LCH swap agent, they've completed the first euro swaption trade under ABF, FBF rules. Those are French rules, a French master agreement, no less. And the counterparties were Natixis CIB and Credit Agricole CIB. So in other words, two French counterparties. That has a big Brexit ramification. It suggests the EU has an uphill struggle, corralling the many counterparty cats, let alone herding them into the pens of Brussels protectionism. That coming in the week when, of course, the EU said it was the last chance saloon there would be no expansion to euro clearing coming out of London by 2025, which, of course, flies in the face of, well, what we might call civilization. But when has that ever worried the European Union? The UK tax sector, they're seeking more listing reforms to keep the IPOs rolling onto London's exchanges. And Canada's TMX Group, they're planning cryptocurrency futures in the near future for institutional investors. Technology news this week, given that out west, Equiland have just reported a record year for securities lending. Kenya is inching closer to a securities lending platform after successful testing. And then perhaps the biggest shock news of the week from academia, humans still trump artificial intelligence at making money in financial markets, according to a recent study. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly. We welcome your feedback. You can contact me directly, patrick at derivativesvision.com, with any comments. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, we would welcome you giving us a thumbs up. Or, if you have time, a positive review will always be welcome, wherever you find this podcast. Regulation news this week. Brexit Britain is looking to smooth the rough edges of Mifid 2. Why they can't just scrap the whole thing is beyond me, given it's a complete waste of space. At the same time, the SEC, they say their response to the meme stock mania is coming next week, according to their chairman, Gary Gensler. Well, here's hoping it's not like one of those cheesy bar signs which promise free drinks tomorrow. The European Union watchdogs, they've suddenly called for rapid action to catch up with digital finance. That's merely more their inability to catch up with digital finance after 20-something years, rather than actually anything to do with what digital finance has been doing. It's a perfect synopsis of why the European Union fails. The precautionary principle at the heart of European Union doctrine renders every new invention a cause for concern and a reason to regulate. Thus, liberty dies, equality is strangled, as a plutocracy of multinationals the lobbying process and any hint of fraternity with the people who need a dynamic economy to improve their lot tragically withers that the European Union blob only knows how to be afraid and seek ever more stringent regulations demonstrates the ugly truth they're throttling Europe ensuring a once proud continent become the new Argentina of the next century in other news Argentina this week was of course home to a series of protests over the latest possible IMF bailout there as I mentioned earlier, the European Union have said that Britain's euro-clearing extension will be its last. Not quite clear, though. Does that mean it's going to be the last before the euro dies? Or because the European Union still hold on to the remarkably odd concept that they have a protectionist right to only be the sole clearing venue for their own currency? The world doesn't work that way, Brussels. Career Paths this week, the government of Nepal have appointed the new chief executive officer of the Nepal Stock Exchange NEPSE congratulations to Krishna Bahadur Karki and of course that leaves us to the world of interest rates oh my goodness two rises in as many Bank of England meetings and the old lady of threadneedle street is burning borrowers while savers are saying so what to 0.5% interest rates i mean that's it Interest rates are now at 0.5% after two consecutive monthly rises. I don't even mean they went up by 0.5% in one rise, which was actually the standard integer for those of us who are slightly longer in the tooth with their interest rate trading. Smoke and mirrors to mask the panic is the case here. The fox is not merely in the hen house, it's carrying rocket-propelled grenades and is digging in to take out the farmhouse, the barns and generally lay waste to the farmyard as a whole. The chickens are just the first collateral damage. Anyway, stay with this story for a few percentage points. There's a yield curve resurgence coming. Oh, and perhaps, of course, the funniest millennial traders drop of all time could be on the verge of happening here, as it becomes clear that the younger generation will think the world has melted down at 1% or so interest rates, while we of an older generation are waiting for the B-movie warm-up, which is the current plotline playing out, to lead in to the proper matinee. And finally this week, India's first blockchain wedding. A Pune couple have exchanged NFT vows in the presence of a digital priest. The priest bestowed his blessings, and now by the power vested in me by Ethereum, it is my honour and delight to declare you married. Readers may muse that registration on a blockchain is immutable in final settlement terms, a concept many married couples seem to find increasingly difficult to realise long term. And on that mysterious and magnificent note, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Patrick L. Young, Executive Director of Valerian PLC and the publisher of Exchange Invest, the weekly digest of the bourse business, coming to you daily through a newsletter in your inbox. I wish you all a great week in blockchain life and markets.